Check, check. <clears throat> Hello, Eric. What's up, Sam? Oh, uh, you know, living the dream. <laughs> Turning off my devices so it can be professional here, my notifications. So I don't blow up while recording. It sounds like you're dropping things in water over there. I'll turn off my sound. Are, are we recording now? Yeah, why not? Welcome back. This is The File Drawer. The File Drawer, episode 20-something. Seven, I think. So I'm trying to pull up the ongoing notes list. Our, it's it's this very complex system we have of where we keep track of things that we want to talk about and, and what we're going to do in the future. Um, did, you, did you find it? I did. All right. Let me what also we, turn off my sound. What do we What do we got on there? What's uh, What's on the docket for today? I'm sure lots of stuff, like usual. <laughs> lots of pre-work has gone into uh, <laughs> figuring out what precisely we're going to talk about today. All right. So as always, you know, I'll put a couple things movie related or mm -hmm. podcast related. Do you want to tell uh, me about a podcast you've been listening to? <laughs> I actually have podcast news. Yeah. You look nice today is my all time favorite podcast. And it's been more or less retired for a couple of years out of nowhere. New episode came out yesterday. I noticed that. Yeah. And a short one too. And it's only 10 minutes long. And the way they were talking in the episode makes it sound like it's just a thing they're going to start doing again. That this was kind of a little teaser to full real episodes coming out again. And that makes me very, very, very happy. Vintage vape. Vintage vape. I saw that. I was like, I haven't seen that symbol in a very long time yeah. in, my, in my feed. I, it's kind of sad how excited I got when I got the little, little uh, ping from my phone. And it said, new episode. And you look nice today. I was like, what? Oh, this is the most exciting thing ever. I, yeah. Somebody watching from outside probably would be like, what is going on with that guy? Why is he so pumped? Yeah. But it's a funny podcast, and it's been gone for a long time, and I'm happy for there to be new material. Anyway, you were going to talk, and then I, and I interrupted you with oh, my you, exciting news. You didn't interrupt me. Um, so remember um, – Weeks ago, when everybody on Facebook was talking about that dress and different uh, colors that, and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not going to talk about that. No, let's talk about it. So it was, <laughs> it was either white or gold or black and blue. And something going on with our brains made people see different things. Yeah. And so I was like, why are you were very You were very cynical and you thought it was a little bit uh, overblown. Yeah, because, like, again, at first I had to take a step back and say, I guess not everybody was forced to take like a cognition or perception class. Yes, in undergrad. <laughs> and maybe, maybe because Believe I, it or not, yeah, maybe because I did. I was like, "Come on, people!" Um, so the reason why I bring that up on Netflix, I, I do love like pop psychology. Mm -hmm. You know, things that kind of simplify, you know, different psychology things, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, and um, I bring it up because there's a show on Netflix called Brain Games. I've heard about it. Have you? Yeah, yeah. I've never watched it. And um, it's a real, I mean, it's kind of just a fun show where they're presenting a lot of different things. Uh, on the basic level, you can think of it like um, think of it as talking about like optical illusions and things like that. Right. Why you're they they'll show the illusion or they'll show the sort of distorted you know, mm -hmm. you know how people perceive things, but they'll explain the science behind it as well. Okay, I mean, you know, they don't go deep deep, but they they right. definitely uh, add a little bit of detail. Gotcha. And um, yeah, so. Uh, if anybody's interested in that type of thing, it's worth checking out. What? Uh, so I'm guessing you've watched a few of these. What yeah. has been your favorite thing that they have shown, or favorite illusion that they've shown? Hmm. I don't know if I have a favorite. Any, um, anyone that stands out? Uh, the one about just kind of um, how you can make two same color like blocks. Imagine a block on top of another block. Uh -huh. 
you can and they can, they can they can be the same color. You can make them look different by just shading the gradient in between a little bit. Oh, that's interesting. And so they had like a little, I guess, swatch. I don't know. They mm-hmm. had a little cutout of the same right. color on top, and they would move it back and forth. You know, you'd see the it's exact same color, but then you look at it and they look like different colors. Yeah, you know, it's kind of that's kind of you know a, a fun one. Do you remember what the explanation? Like, why do we have that? Why does why do we perceive it that way? Uh, they, I mean, they I don't remember the details of yeah. it, but they they go into you know how kind of our work kind of biologically um, uh, we've adapted to perceive certain things in a certain way for a certain right. reason. Um, it has to be like the, with the shading though. Is it's that like a sh- something to do with shadows and perceiving depth or I don't know. I don't know if that one yeah. was, but okay. uh, another one that I actually did like was uh, uh, they presented, like they talked about shadows and depth uh-huh. and how shadows can tell you a lot about like an image and right. how much we rely on like shadows and stuff like that. And, and so they presented like a ball and, um, Kind of just a digital, kind of a digital image of a basketball kind of rolling across the screen. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, what if we put the shadow here? What does it look like the ball's doing? You know, right underneath the ball. Right. Or what if you put the ball here? What does it look like it's doing? So you put it right underneath, it looks like it's just rolling. You put it far away, it looks like it's kind of going in the air. Uh, you make it the shadow kind of go in and out underneath the ball, it makes it look like the ball is bouncing, oh, even yeah, though yeah. the the ball itself hasn't changed. Hmm. And, mm-hmm. You know, I remember when I used to play around trying to learn like um, Macromedia Flash back in the day. Uh-huh. Um, you could make, make images move and stuff. And yeah, it, it was, it dealt with, it used a lot of that sort of shadowing and, you know, placing the shadow at the right spot to make it look like the object was rotating or moving right. in a certain way. So that's, that's why I like that. Um, they had a, a lot of interesting stuff, man. Uh, I, this doesn't necessarily fall in the realm of optical illusion, but the, that super famous study with, um, you basically you come in and you're told to you're shown a video of people passing a basketball around, yeah, so, told to count the count the passes right yeah. you focus on how many passes and while you're doing that a, a guy in a gorilla Girl suit singer. walks out into the middle of the court like does a little dance and walks back yeah and a huge majority of people like when asked about it later have no recollection of that yeah that has always blown my mind i think it's change blindness i think that might yeah. have been the phenomenon like i might that. be wrong but uh yeah they talked about that as well yeah. um and yeah, the majority of the people I believe just didn't notice it. Yeah, well, they just goes to show the power of of attention, and whatever you're paying attention to means you're not paying attention to a whole lot of other exactly. stuff. Exactly. Mean, I mean, we have evolved that way for a very logical reason. They, they actually did a little um, a little uh, uh, piece where they had this guy who thought he was like the master of you know multitasking and stuff like that <laughs> and um they had him you know drive a car doing different tasks yeah and he was just a whole mess i mean you yeah. can, because you can't attend to multiple things no at one time no and or other things suffer yeah well so last the last time we recorded i hadn't given that time management workshop yet uh i think i was still preparing it so i i helped deliver it last wednesday and I, there was a section of it where i was talking about multitasking and how it can feel like that is a potential solution to having too much to do because try to do more of it at the same time. But exactly like you said, like we as human beings are terrible at doing more than one thing at a time. And in fact, we really can't, we're just switching between one thing very, very quickly. And, and that can lead to greater feelings of stress and all the time management stuff that we went into afterward. But yeah. yeah. Good stuff. So brain games, brain games is your hot pick for the week. (laughs) This week's Netflix hot pick. <laughs> that sounds like a new a new feature that we do. Along with the uh, useless Yahoo News, we got Eric's hot picks. <laughs> um, 
and I'm excited about. I'm, there's a couple movies I'm excited about. I still haven't seen, but okay. uh, so one being the um, Avengers. I haven't seen. That I, yet. I haven't seen it either. Ex Machina, which yeah. you've seen. I saw it last night. Let's talk about about that. Now talk follow up with the last. All right. One. Well, I don't want to talk too much about it because yeah. people yeah. who haven't seen it, I don't, don't want to ruin things. Don't, but don't ruin it. Well, all right. How do I, what do you what do you want to know about it? It was good. Um, that, I mean, my 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 final review is that it was good. It was thought provoking. Yeah. Had some nice little twists in there. Even it even had the level of twist where I thought I had figured out the twist, That's what's and, and I felt and I felt smart about myself. I'm like, yeah. I, I I understand this. This is this is cute. And then I was like, oh. Yeah, oh, people, this is different than I thought. Other people have told me that as well. Yeah, so that yeah. was good. Uh, the acting was really well done too. Yeah. Oh, one of the main things that I got out of that movie is that I'm thinking about bringing back my uh, my buzzed haircut and big beard look. I decided that's a good look. There's a character in the movie who who has that look, and I decided, you know what? Maybe it's time for me to do that again. <laughs> so that's that's been that seed has been planted. All right. All right. I also I, I appreciate. That the company in the movie is obviously a play on Facebook. It was like a combination of Facebook and Google. Yeah. But the company is called Blue Book. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's called Blue Book or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, Facebook is kind of a somewhat evil company in, in ways. So, some would, some would say. Some would say. Sounds so, like Fox News. Some would say some that. <laughs> <laughs> who's the some? <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that's. I don't, I don't want to go into details yeah, too yeah, much, yeah. but. Uh, one of the things um, I'm, I'm making sounds here. I thought Bling- I turned everything off. Blingo. Um, the the house where most of the movie takes place is incredible. It's a like it's an amazing building, and I found out today that it's an actual place. It's a hotel in Norway that you can stay at, wow. and it's only like a couple hundred dollars a night, like a normal kind of hotel price. Yeah. So if you ever find yourself in Norway. I don't remember what the name of this hotel is, but you can stay on the set of Ex Machina. All right. And hopefully there aren't any AI robots that will mess you up. I don't think those come with the hotel. But there are some definitely larger questions at play here in terms of if we create actual AI, there are some issues at hand and how we are going to work through them. But So what are your feelings about AI? And, and so what do we mean by AI? So just because we have artificial intelligence doesn't mean we have to have like a vessel that is like a humanoid vessel. <laughs> that it lives in. That it lives in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so what do, I mean, obviously that movie had a human. Yeah. Voice. So the idea, I mean, the, the definition, definition of AI that I tend to think of is computers with consciousness. Computers who are aware of the fact are self-aware, basically, self to be able to think about their own thinking, metacognition. Um, yeah, and in this movie, they were in a robot form, a human robot form. I don't know. I think we're a long way off from any sort of AI issues. Yeah. But we don't even understand, understand how we think about our own thinking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or, true. Yeah, yeah. Or we think that we do, but I mean, no, we other, don't. We, other we, philosophers will go into a yeah. lot of details about this. So. No, yeah, we we have very little understanding of what consciousness yeah. actually is. So, like I said, I don't think it's anywhere close. But I think if it if it happens, things will change. Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably going to rely on um, – and I think maybe this already exists. But the ability of a, the software to, you know, develop yeah. on its own, you know. Yeah. So not, where it doesn't rely on the programmer, uh, you know, past a certain point, it doesn't rely, rely on a programmer to add new code, but it writes its own code. If it needs to accomplish something, it, it, just it makes it. it. And, yeah. You know, you know. Um, and it just does it really fast to make it maybe seem like artificial. artificial yeah, I mean, intelligence. and there is there is a lot of automation out there that is 
way beyond what most people think we are capable of. Like there is some pretty incredible technology out there with soft with computers writing software and like writing articles that seem like humans wrote them. Yeah. And there's a like I've I've been reading a lot recently. Um, one of the books is called The Second Machine Age uh, about automation stuff, and it kind of blew my mind what what we've already developed, but it's not even close to true AI yeah. yet. Well, I mean, how do you take into account? I and mean, so, you know, computers, they sort of, uh, you know, come from the sort of rational thinking era, you know, like the, mm-hmm. uh, they kind of stem out of like sort of this rational thinking. It's very logical, right? Right. And so. Because a, pro- a program is just a series of instructions, basically. Series of instructions yeah. done really quickly and a lot of them. Yeah. And so if you code this thing, I mean, I think you have to build in some sort of irrationality in it. You know, to be like human, the real, real, real human. You know what I'm saying? Wait, you mean ra- you mean we're not totally rational creatures, Eric? <laughs> like every economics theory oh, assumes. God, oh god, yeah. Don't give me, <laughs> don't give me a start on that. But I think we both have rational and irrational um, you know, things mm-hmm. that drive us. And so the, you were, we were talking about this earlier, but it's a good segue. We'll go back to the meeting, uh, movie, uh, other movie later. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Google cars. Mm-hmm. You know, we were you know, just talking about reading. I, I kind of briefly read the article, so if you read it more detail, add in. But um, they can make these Google cars, you know, the self-driving cars, be self-driving. Yeah. However, you know, you you place you put in place a set of rules that it will follow. Yeah, it will follow. It won't veer from if it if it if you if it's working right. Mm-hmm. However, other people on the street don't care. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and yeah. uh, apparently, they're getting in wrecks. Most of the wrecks aren't the car's fault, but it's right. other people doing weird stuff. Yeah, exactly. The basically the these self driving cars follow the law like they're supposed to, like we're all supposed to when we drive. But there there are norms that we have developed around driving that break the law that are causing issues with these cars. Which is, I think, this is the, the interesting transition period that we have now. Once all cars are self driving, it'll be super safe. But the fact that we're going to have this mix for a while is going to make things, I think, pretty touch and go yeah. for a bit. And I'm still – it'll be really interesting. It'll be sad, but interesting to see what happens the first time a major wreck and somebody or multiple people die because of a self-driving car. What yeah. happens then? Probably not. I mean because wrecks happen a lot. I know, but you know? but the, when humans are driving cars, you can assign blame to human beings yeah. who's and, the, who's and punish fault? them. I mean, that's and, actual – the yeah. legal ramifications are going to be pretty interesting. Which... E- exactly, and, and just how – the I mean I I would be interested to see what kind of insurance policies Google has out on these self driving cars. Oh, yeah. How do they big one. <laughs> how do you how do you convince insurance companies to insure these self driving cars? I mean totally brand new thing and you, yeah, can, you convince them by very large large money. Uh, <laughs> A lot of payments. money. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And they have actuaries that they have their own mathematical I equations know. that um, those have got to be relatively new equations though. I mean they haven't been doing much with uh, self driving cars recently. Know. Yeah, how many, but, yeah, what data would they have on that, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and there's also – I've seen – I mean a couple of weeks ago we had that, that horrible situation with the pilot deliberately crashing the plane. Yeah. And there's, I've seen articles talking more and more about how even right now like 90% of flying a plane is done automatically. Yeah. It's basically taking off and landing that isn't done automatically at this yeah. point. And a lot of people are saying that they could probably develop fully automatic planes where pilots are not necessary. But – the issue is how do you – I mean I don't know if there's going to be a great acceptance among people getting on planes with no pilots, yeah. even if it's maybe – can be even be proven that they're safer. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean I, for most things, man, I love technology, but I'm not yet set on 
relying on the technology to control everything. Just, yeah. be, just because, I mean, we, we create the technology. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I re- we are fallible. I remember uh, in my like intro to, to Java or something class way back in the day, and I'm probably butchering this whole story, but they were just talking about, we talked about coding before, and, you know, if you think about like a missile, uh, the commands that, you know, are used to guide a missile to a certain location. I mean, one command or one, I mean, uh, zero could be off, you know what I mean? And, and you're, you're screwed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We've, the, um, not even going into programming, I mean, I know it's, yeah, I guess this is human error too, never mind. <laughs> but uh, it's both. I, I don't know. We, yeah. We're talking about um, like uh, the use of Excel, like uh, that. Some 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 financial decision or whatever was made off of somebody's like huge Excel sheet, which was like off by a number or something mm. like that. A few years ago, you know. <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And uh, we, we, I don't, I don't know. You need you need eyeballs. I think the spot check. Yeah. Well, I also just saw. I think I just saw this article yesterday. There is um, just to kind of show you that these airplane security systems or I guess airplane technology systems are not as secure as we would like to think they are. This guy uh, who works in information security was going to some conference or something, but was able to, through the planes entertainment system, hack, get access to the basically flight controls and, and ordered and uh, made the plane climb, gave it a climb command from his computer sitting in the back of the plane. Yeah, I believe that. That's crazy. As hell. Well, that, that's interesting. From it depends how how is it connected to that part of the system. That's interesting, though. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I know they can control stuff from phones and stuff. I mean, yeah. that's, that technology exists. Nuts. It, and a lot of times, people think that because it's never, no one's ever gone against their, into their security that it's <laughs> that is good. That's, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's really not. It's just yeah. like no one has thought about doing it yet. You know, um, or there's no there's no reason to. I mean, for instance, like everybody thinks like Apple's like the most secure thing. I. I I don't. I know nothing about Mac products and stuff right. like that. But what I do know is more people are making malicious code for PCs because they're used everywhere. You know. What yeah, I mean? exactly. That that the whole point with Macs a long time ago. You could say that there were hardly any viruses, but it's because the people who write viruses are not going to write it for a platform where hardly anybody uses. Yeah. And now that Macs are becoming more popular, it's a much more attractive target, and yeah. then they have their issues as well. Yeah. So. Hmm. Interesting. Robots and technology and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, man. Luckily, I don't think that'll be something we have to worry about too much in our lifetime. Who knows? I know. 40 years from now? We're not going to have AI in 40 years. Okay. I can't even... We can't even get like regular computers to like not crash. Dude, I mean... <laughs> not my computer. My phone now tells me... Uh, in the morning, it learns my schedule and tells me it's time to go to work. Reminds me. <laughs> and, it, and it brings up directions to it, you yeah, know? Yeah. So. I've, I've noticed, too, my phone kind of guesses where I'm going to be heading next based on what I normally do. And it tells me how long to get there and stuff. Yeah. It's only a matter of time, I guess. But, uh, so movie you want to see though is Mad Max. I want to see Mad Max, man. Why do you want to see Mad Max? Um, because I like the sort of dystopian, dystopia, Mm -hmm. dystopian movies. I've said said it previously. And I've heard people talk about it either on podcasts or also read reviews. And people say it's it's legit. All right. like people say it's intense, man. Um, I barely remember the first one. I probably I, I, I think I, I should remember. watch it. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, bar- I, I barely remember Thunderdome. That was like okay. the second one, I think. Okay. Um, and who cares about Mel Gibson now? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with Tom Hardy, that dude's a beast. Oh, yeah. Man. That's Bane from Bane Batman. Bane from right? Batman. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I've talked about this before, but Bronson. He was in Bronson. Oh, yeah. 
I heard, yeah, that guy. I think we were talking about this. Yeah, we were talking about this other night. We were talking about this in in IRL, in real life. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've read this story. I've heard about this Bronson character and the movie and how the scariest part of that movie is the fact that this is a real dude. Yeah. Who's still alive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway. um, But yeah. And so I guess it's, you know, and in in the basic premise of Mad uh, Max, I mean, we're not necessarily far off from that. What is the basic premise of Mad Max? I think like there's a out of oil or something. Yeah. Out of oil or out of gas or something like that. Um, You know, things, things go haywire. You know, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) People, people react crazy. A lot lot of these movies are all about the emotions or how people act. When stuff hits the fan, yeah, you know what I mean. When I mean, when there's not really authority yeah. keeping them from doing things, anymore. yeah, yeah. So I think it's interesting. Who was it? Might have been the other night when we were um, grabbing a beer with our buddy. Um, somebody was talking about. I guess people. Was it you? Somebody was saying that I guess people are kind of anti the movie because Charlize Theron's. Uh, character is very like empowered she, i guess she's like a, really? she's, she's kind of like dominating and like they're trying to save some people and, and people have a problem with I that think like, so. a strong female character i think so what's wrong with people i don't yeah why would you have a problem with that and i get this is hearsay but i think i remember yeah. seeing it wasn't I, I wasn't talking about okay. that but but yeah that's so weird though if that's if that's what people's reaction yeah is to that's whack way. yeah people are dumb sometimes yeah. yeah um so let's go see mad max right now I'd, uh, I'd be down. Let's do it. We'll see what's going on when we finish recording this. I really have to fuck up. Yeah. Like other, all stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're a busy man. You're on your way out soon. Yeah. So. But I'd be done. Maybe. This, this is, this is a, an ex- so you and I are both are done with classes. Yeah. But it's funny because I still feel the rhythm of the school year and this is the end of the semester. And even my, like the way I'm thinking about my work and my life from here on out, it feels different than it did two weeks ago when the semester was still, still going. Maybe that's because I'm TAing. So I guess I still was pretty dialed into the school rhythm, but what about for you? Does that, is that true for you? Oh, uh, a bit. I mean, I'm, I'm bad at breaking when they're actual, actual breaks, man. Well, so, yeah, I'm not saying necessarily I go take a break, but just it, um, I don't know. It, it, I can tell that it's the end of the semester, probably just because I'm around students a lot. I, yeah, I can't. Okay. Yeah, I can't. It all blends into me. Um, yeah. Cause I wasn't in you're, courses. You're, you're in, in the real world too much. Yeah. More than I am. <laughs> uh, so, but you have. Do you, do you, I just I just appreciated my laugh for a second. Oh gosh, <laughs> that was. Yeah, but I, I laughed and I was like, oh, that was a kind of a nice laugh. And maybe I need laugh it. again. I'm going to sample that. <laughs> sample it. And I'll, I'll send you the file. Maybe I'll use it as my text message sound. Oh man, fill me with joy. <laughs> I'm having a hard time taking you seriously because I don't know if people can tell through just the audio, but you're rocking a mustache right now. They can probably tell because I'm rubbing my chin. Yeah, you got a nice clean and cheeks. No beard noise. Yeah. That's uh, what what prompted the mustache. Um, <laughs> I was telling somebody this, and it's actually kind of true. Um, so yesterday, this is yeah, this is how my mind works. But anyway, okay. so yesterday, um, you know, I'm kind of packing, kind of getting ready to. I'm preparing to to leave. Um, but anyway, um, so uh, I thought I lost my wallet, and I couldn't remember where I put it. I mean, I'm looking all over. I, I, things are kind of in disarray because mm-hmm. I'm moving stuff around. And um, I'm looking all over, and I cannot find my wallet. And so, for hours, I'm, hours I'm looking for it. And I'll okay. stop, and I'll you know, do something else, and then I'll look for it again frantically. And I'm like, not frantically, but I'm trying to keep from being frantic. But I feel myself yeah. going into like, ah, oh, where is it, you know? Yeah. So, then I was like, 
that I was like, you know what? Let me do something to take my mind off this. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You know, my, you know, my beard's getting a little annoyed. I don't know if I want to keep keep up with this commitment. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do something fun. No, you know what? I'm like, you know what, Eric, you deserve to look like an asshole right now because you've lost your wallet like an asshole. <laughs> so this was a, a form of self-punishment? It was a punishment. <laughs> and, uh, huh. and also to make myself laugh. You don't so, look like an asshole though. You look, you look distinguished. I look like, an, um, so then I, I, I shave it off and then I start laughing because it looks so ridiculous. <laughs> And then it made me happy. Good. So that's why. Did you end up finding your wallet? I found my wallet. So basically this mustache made you find your wallet. Yes. It's a... Wow. (laughs) It's a powerful mustache. It's a powerful mustache. Magic mustache. It's a magic (laughs) stash. (laughs) You just help people find things. Yeah. If anybody loses anything, just shave... Just grow a mustache. All right. Or whatever. And you'll find it. Or just come to me. And I'll... I'll I'll like wiggle my nose like a... I love genie. Uh, No, what is it? I dream of genie. Like... No, no, bewitched. Bewitched, yeah. Bewitched. <laughs> and your mustache <laughs> finds it. Yeah. That sounds like an awesome TV show we should probably work on. I'm going to write it up. I'll, I'll write up a treatment. See, I know the language of Hollywood. All right. Uh, treatment. <laughs> What's that mean? Just like a basic idea? I think it's like a basic idea. Like I mean, a proposal? Uh, I, mean, I think it's kind of a thought-out idea. Okay. It's, you know, shorter yeah. than a full blown sure. script. Show me the treatment, and uh, I'll give you my thoughts, and we'll, yeah. we'll move forward on this. There might also be another term, too, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I almost you know, feel people, like people do that though. People write ideas, not even full out blown things, and then yeah. sell these ideas, dude. For like, um, we have great ideas. What are they the called? Time. They're called um, I don't I, know, people, people, idea papers. People buy idea like, idea storms. <laughs> people <laughs> buy the rights to it. And like, um, I can't remember the actual word, but uh, uh-huh. and then it may get made, it may not get made, but a person just got paid several thousands of dollars <laughs> for the idea. Yeah, man. man. Well, I feel like summer uh, project. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I'm thinking though is that maybe we need to create like a like an old timey radio show drama around your mustache idea. Maybe. All right. How would how would this go? Uh, I don't know. Well, you we mean in terms of actually doing the show or? or yeah. Well, we definitely need some foley artists. What's my, what's my the, <laughs> the people who did the sound effects? What would the, what would the sound effect of your mustache? By the way, be? they did that in, uh, in um they talked about foley artists in a big uh, brain game. Oh really? Check, check it out. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look, it's all coming together. Uh, um, everything. The universe is so connected, man. Like everything. Everything <laughs> is so connected. Everything that we say, everything that we speak, speak on, and do is it all comes back around. And so this story, this story is all going to be about a guy named Ert. 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 I R T. Ert. Ert. A young street savvy detective. Yeah. Who well, relies on the power of his mustache to solve crimes. We are actually getting very close to a You Look Nice Today episode. <laughs> really? Where they came up with an idea, except it was um, instead of a mustache. Okay, this is actually just kind of vulgar. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Estelle Getty and, uh, and, uh, and her sidekick, uh, a pair of testicles, <laughs> who go around solving crimes. Uh, so now we instead of Estelle Getty and, and testicles, we have you and your mustache, which and they're two separate characters. Okay, I think. two separate. They have to be separate. Yeah, like your voice is you, and then somebody else's voice has to be the mustache. <laughs> All right, That's and then enough. then you run into fun little problems where you know, kind of like Siamese twins. Like one wants to go one way, we want to go the other way, and you get in a fight with your mustache, and and then but but the mustache has to go along with you. Give me that beat right there. No. 
Whenever you think your life won't last, just call on that mustache. <laughs> that's the jingle. I like that that's a jingle. lot. That's better than uh that's better than you should have um, said actually Eric and his mustache. Just call on Eric and his mustache. <laughs> there it is. Um Your mustache would need a name though. Uh beyond just mustache. I mean I we could, we could his name could be Sam, and this could be like uh, that's, a pod. By the way, that's disturbing, <laughs> Eric. Uh, that I live on that I live on your upper lip. <laughs> yeah, they, they have some bad movies. There, there's a movie. I wish I remember the name of this, um, but it was a movie back in the seventies. It's such a bad movie, but it was like um, it was a, <laughs> it was like, I think the, one of the guys was a cop, was a cop, but the premise of this movie is a white racist head. Is put on that of a black cop or something like that, or something, and they have to <laughs> they have to work they together. Have to work together, and it's the most ridiculous premise, and it oh. looks so cheesy. Oh yeah, my gosh! You know what? Somebody got paid thousands of dollars for that idea. Yeah. What are we doing with our lives? I have ideas about psychology all the time. No one's paying me thousands of dollars for it. Uh, yeah. Let me get we are in the wrong line of business. The yeah. Wrong idea business. Yeah. Maybe we'll expand. Well, maybe, yeah. We, we don't have time. Maybe we'll expand this. This. Um, this uh, this podcast into like a whole brand. Yeah, exactly. we have like you know online stuff, t-shirts, like digital. We have a dig- digital uh, entertainment division, t-shirts. Okay. Yeah, definitely. We'll make some animated shorts. But and- we can make a uh, make a, like a, a theme park with with roller coasters, mate. Well, now you can carry it away. Man. No, I'm not. I'm thinking theme big. Park? I'm no, thinking yeah. big. The final hey, drawer theme park. Now you're making now you're making fun of me. Not at all, man. What, what a, <laughs> I'm going back to. <laughs> We already hit all of our topics, and we're only thirty minutes in. No, no, no. Let's go. Let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> well, I'm not saying we're done. I'm just saying we have we have hit our planned stuff already, and that's just how we roll. Let's go back. Um, I'll I'll put a pin in what my thought. No, but um, let's say let's say I'm gonna talk like us. Oh, great. That'll be wonderful for everyone. Uh, I spent a lot of time on planes the past couple days. Yeah, too much time on planes. Yeah. And I normally. Re- Okay, this is about to be hum- – I don't want to humble brag. I'm about, um, I'm being, don't uh, be humble about it. Just brag. No. Nah, well, see, I normally say that I, I really like, enjoy flying and like just the whole process of it. But I've been – the last couple of weeks between going home and going out to New York for this interview, I've been like over it. Nah, yeah. It wasn't fun. It, yeah. it wasn't fun. To, the actual flying was not fun. Yeah, just I, one layover? One layover. On the way home, I it was an old plane. Yeah. So I had four flights in the past, you know, day basically. Mm-hmm. Two there, two back. One of the flights there was a brand new plane. It was awesome. Had the little USB chargers. Everybody had their own screen. It was yeah. awesome. The rest of the flights were on really old planes. And my seat on the first leg of my flight yesterday or Friday had like a lump in it. Like a lump in the middle of the seat just because yeah. it was old and falling apart. Yeah. So I had like a lump pushing into like my left buttock oh, man. for three hours during this this flight and it was the worst and it was hot like the air conditioning wasn't like turning Who, on you fly? uh american yeah americans um american that's american. i think that's probably what i fly most commonly normally i don't have a problem with it i don't i don't know it just was not super fun this time around do they still have prop planes like this probably for planes? short, like short little flights. Really? Probably. I haven't yeah. seen those in a long time. But uh, I think I've taken a prop plane from like uh, I'm talking, Chicago. I'm talking to about domestic flights and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they definitely really? do for really short, like regional ones. We don't have enough people to justify yeah. using a bigger plane. Um, I had the sad and interesting experience of so when I'm in airports and I got to get food, 
I like I I like eating crappy food. Really? And I, I should eat healthy, but I'm like kind of mad that I'm spending a lot of time in an airport. I'm like, I'm just going to go get whatever I want. Yeah. And I, so I landed in Dallas and I had like an hour and a half before I had to get on my next flight. I was like, I need to find some dinner. Yeah. And I just started walking and I kept walking. I walking by some healthy options some like sit down place. And like part of me, I just had this tug in my chest that made me keep walking because I knew I'd never been in this airport in my life. There were no signs. I didn't look to see what was down the hall. I just knew there had to be McDonald's here. Yeah. I could just tell. Like something in the air, like the the, the smell. I don't know what it was. I, could, yeah. I knew there was a McDonald's. I just kept walking. Yeah. And guess what I found? Burger King? McDonald's. Okay. I found a McDonald's. <laughs> that was bad. Uh, <laughs> the world's, world's worst guesser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I found a McDonald's. Uh, Wendy's. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and I had a quarter pounder yeah. with cheese and some really bad fries, and I overpaid for it. Yeah. And I felt like crap sitting on my, my flight from that point on. But yeah. I got my McDonald's. And I just learned, I some, for whatever reason, I have this like, innate ability to tell if there's McDonald's around me. It's so, yeah. Isn't that sad? It is sad. <laughs> Um, my, I got a, like a gift card, like my, um, the church that I attended when I was younger. Since, What's McDonald's? Since, uh, oh. yeah, it's, <laughs> since, um, like gift cards to college students. And I guess I'm still considered a college student. Cause, <laughs> cause my mom probably, like, uh-huh. hey, hey, my son's in college still. <laughs> and so they sent a $10 gift card to McDonald's. Awesome. So I got a lot of McDonald's over the past week, you nice. know, $10 worth. Yeah. Uh, Turning some change, I had to throw an extra dollar. What, what'd you What'd you get? Um, it's two meals, different okay. different meals, okay. two different days. Okay, but I got like the double cheeseburgers and fry, All right. All right. and I think chicken nuggets one time, All right. um, and uh, something similar the next time. All right. um, my body feels like it's dying inside. <laughs> I know, like you know what I'm saying. It's, the worst. it's not. It's not good. Not and a good it, feeling. Delicious. I mean, but it's yeah. not at the same time. Yeah. Um, I feel uncomfortable, um, and yeah, it's just unfortunate. They've They've perfected slash hijacked the neurological feelings of addictive food. Yeah. Like we, we know intellectually we're not going to feel good afterward yeah. and we do it anyway. Cause it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then on, on top of that, I was going to make another comment about where are you talking about? Um, airports. airports. Oh, I also had a, uh, what's that pretzel place called? Uh, Ant for the first time in my life. Oh, they're delicious. I had a cinnamon one. Yeah. I also felt terrible after that. Yeah. I don't. It was. I did not need it because I wasn't even hungry did at you that get the point. Dip, the dipping sauce with it? No, they didn't offer me. It was there dipping sauce? I'm a newbie yeah. there. I didn't know. Did you get a basic? Uh, you got it was, just, it was, just, it was just cinnamon sugar pretzel. Yeah, for that one you probably wouldn't want to dip in. And I and I I was like sitting there and I was just getting cinnamon sugar on my chest and there was like some stuck in my beard afterward. It's a proud moment. It was yeah, not a proud moment. You're no longer a baby boy. (laughs) (laughs) You've tasted the uh, the the the, the decadence of uh, antiens. Yeah, it's. I feel like I feel like that's like the the like the weak version of a cinnabon, which is what I really wanted. They also had the um, Wenzel. There's another oh, Wenzel's pretzels. Yeah, there's one I've never here. Had that either, and I don't, yeah, yeah I, I think Allianz is better. Cinnabon, Cinnabon, you would have felt worse. I know, but it would have felt better while eating it. That is true. Hmm. That is true. Hmm. Do you know they used to make popcorn that came that it was basically Cinnabon popcorn? I believe it. It was incredible. I can't find it anymore yeah. anywhere. You could probably buy the powder. Do they have any, like, do they sell the powder? Maybe. You put it on Maybe. The but it, it came, yeah, it had, like, came with the powder, but also came with frosting that you put on it, and you shook it all up yeah, together. Yeah, it's filthy. It's, it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's excellent. I, I, it's what I mean, it is. I like it, but don't at the same time. Yeah, I wish I, wish I had that compulsion <laughs> to eat healthier food. I wish I, I wish we were talking about, like, 
raw carrots and celery like this. Yeah. But don't, uh, again, this is me barely knowing enough. Um, <laughs> but don't they know that, you know, that you, like literally the same uh, receptors and stuff yeah. are activated or when you eat this as like drugs heroin. and stuff. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Basically. That's so crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I wish I had more control over my brain. That's basically what most of these conversations are kind of yeah. run a mat to. Yeah. I wish I wish I could control my brain a little bit better. Yeah. Huh. And it, it's so funny. I mean, again, the show like Brain Game, seeing just how fallible we are. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So for anybody who, def- you know, not defiantly, but um, who uh, talks with so much, you know... Um, Passion? Passion. Is that the word you're looking for? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, calm it down a bit. I remember uh, I used to work at a country club, and um, we were skirting tables, putting those like you know, curtains around the tables mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, there's like a red skirt. There's, you know, a bin of skirts, you know, white and black mm-hmm. and red or whatever. And uh, I told my buddy, I was like, hey, pass me the red skirt. And he's like, huh? <laughs> and I, I, I can't remember if he grabbed the wrong one or was like, there's no red skirt or something, something like that. And I'm like, yes, the, it's right there. And I, and I find myself getting mad. And I, and I go, and I pause, I go, hold on a second. Are you colorblind? He goes, it might've been, I've been red. What, I might be getting the colors wrong. So yeah. people right. who are really colorblind, don't be like, Oh, whatever. Yeah. But then he was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> all right. That one right there. He had no idea what color yeah, I was talking about. Yeah. And I was, that was so funny. You, you feel kind of bad about yourself after that? I mean, I, we were friends. Okay. I wasn't yelling yeah. at him for real, for real. But <laughs> right. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah. you know. What do you mean you don't see the world like I do? <laughs> yeah. And um, I, mean, I mean, that happened a long time ago, but I always think back to that when I want to make sure I, I have perspective. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, or understand that my perspective is not the only one type thing. It's like yeah. take a step back. Yeah, because people don't see the world as you. Many literally, different ways. Like, and literally, they may not see the colors you see. Yeah, yeah. So I, this, this this story has the literal definition and also the kind of metaphor. Yeah. I and like it. I the, like the it. The whole idea of, um, you know, I had a long time ago, too, I had like this philosophical discussion that went something like this. I don't remember exactly, but like there's a red basket in front of us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's to say you and I see the same red? <laughs> there's, there's no way to possibly uh, yeah. verify I know. that. I know. You know? You know, it's 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 red looking. Like blood. <laughs> You might be seeing it at slightly darker, yeah. slightly lighter. You know, you never know, yeah. you know. So, you know, these are the conversations that people have when they are high and they're just sitting around. <laughs> <laughs> and you and I are both completely sober right now. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, that's true. Maybe we see different reds. Maybe my red is your blue. You don't even know. That, don't even know. <laughs> don't even know. Don't even know. You get enough people to call it red, then all of a sudden it becomes red. But hmm. that's like anything, right? Mm-hmm. You know, language. You get enough people to call something and accept this as. Yeah. This, and then it maybe takes truth. Yeah, currency. But is it truth? That that goes into the whole idea. Is there a truth? Is there an objective so, truth? So, so what we're talking about then is postmodernism versus uh, what objectivism? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there are some things that maybe have an objective truth. Yeah. As see, we're in social sciences, so that's kind of soft, right? Yeah. So you, you get people. You would never. You would never get two physicists like kind of sitting here next to each other. Well, actually, man, I don't know. If Physics, yeah, you did some weird stuff. Yeah, I was. What I was going to say is that the hard science is like, yes, there's. A, you can measure things and it's very objective. Yeah. In psychology, there's a, yeah, there's a yeah. whole. We learned about it in, in qual, right? Yeah. I think is a whole and evaluation as well. Just the word, the language around how you describe things and yeah. your experiences and everything. That there is no potentially like one true reality of the world. Yeah. And uh, you really can take, I mean, I think each sort of, or these different perspectives that we, you know, we've studied in like work theory and stuff mm-hmm. like that. 
the ability to sort of take different stances can be useful depending on what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, so um, the people that are trying right. to send something to the moon, you know, they need of, some objective. Yeah, you there. need to be able to measure. You need to be able to quantify. Yeah. This is on. This is off. Yeah. Um, at the same time, things can get flimsy, and those people that are trying to figure out how to teleport. I mean, maybe you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they, yeah. they have to think about the world very differently. Yeah, um, they're when you start start talking about things like string theory and yeah. how things work on a quantum level and you're just working with probabilities and you don't actually you can't actually say whether a particle is or is not at a certain location at a certain time but you can yeah that's that's just awesome and yeah. quite the mind yeah f it's um yeah the sort of again that sort of rational objective thought that drives a lot of the economic principles and stuff like that it's reminding me of um this in general how it can be not so good or whatever. It's uh, there's like, all these movies that I say I love. Um, by Adam Curtis. I rewatched right. one uh, recently and uh, The Trap. And they were um, interviewing Ayn Rand back in the day. Mm-hmm. And she's very sort of, um, I want to say she's an objectivist. Maybe, yeah, or something no, like she that. definitely is. And, um, and they're, you know, talking to her and stuff. And she's basically saying, basically, she can do whatever she wants type of thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they're talking telling a story and they're interviewing people that were also Randius, part of her group mm-hmm. back in the day. And um, I guess Ayn Rand at some point was like, tell this lady, I want to sleep with your husband. <laughs> like, this is what I want. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the, the, I can't remember how she explained it, but she used that sort of rationale that she should be able to take whatever she, whatever she wants. That is what it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that she can, should act on it, you yeah. know? And I, I don't remember if they ended up doing that, but they interviewed the, the dude and, and, uh-huh. and, and the, the husband, uh, the wife. And it was just so interesting. So to take that that approach is so crazy. Isn't there <laughs> something so to be said for like the ability to not act on our impulses is what separates us from like basic animals? Yeah, yeah. To have like willpower. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Crazy stuff. Um. So yeah, I flew a lot this week because I was I went to New York for an interview. Well. It was, Partial interview, partial, like, I don't know what you would call it. It's like vetting vetting or like practice. I don't know. But it was definitely a good experience. Uh, I had the interesting feeling that I haven't had in a long time. Um, the night before trying to go to sleep, feeling – it was the same feeling that I used to get before a big hockey game. Like oh, yeah. the night before a big hockey game. Yeah. Like, all right, tomorrow I need to perform really well. I know I can, but I need to. Like there's a lot of – it's high stakes – um, so I was like a little bit nervous, a little bit excited. Um, but it was just nice to like have that feeling again. Cause I haven't had that. Cause I haven't played high level hockey in you know, a long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I showed up at their, their offices. I think I can talk about this. They didn't say I couldn't talk about it. So I don't think anybody listens to it anyway. Um, but the, it was, it was an interesting process because they, it's not like I just came in and sat down and did an interview. I came in and they had a piece of paper with instructions on it. And it was basically, you have one hour, and you can use any of the stuff on this table, which included like post-it notes. I had access to a computer, a bunch of different markers, to prepare a presentation on a thirty-minute presentation on the, like this prompt, which was, "How would you restructure a recent organization or company that you like worked for or worked with?" Um, so I had like a momentary bit of panic right at the beginning because I hadn't like prepared for this and yeah. that's kind of the point yeah. but once I had sat down and I spent like three or four minutes just thinking through possibilities of what I could write about it ended up actually being a really fun activity like time flew I I put together a pretty coherent 
presentation. I got good feedback on it. So it was good to feel like I actually did that well. Because my main thing that I wanted to avoid was getting on the plane at the end of the day and basically feeling this regret that I did not present myself accurately. Yeah. Like that was what I really wanted to avoid. Not I, I wasn't worried. I'm not worried necessarily so much about whether I, I do or don't get the job, but just feeling like I actually didn't waste my time out yeah. there. Put your best foot forward and yeah, that you. that I like not to sound like an idiot, but like seized the moment or yeah. whatever. Like I actually did presented myself well, basically. Yeah. And I did that. So after that, we, and then I just had a, an interview with one of the partners and it, it ended up feeling more like a conversation, like an intellectual conversation about stuff that we both cared about. And that was kind of like my secondary goal. Like if I leave New York, having kind of had one of those conversations, I would have felt, I would feel good about what happened. So that's what I did the past few days. And I'm just glad that it's done. Cause I, that has taken up a lot of cycles in terms of preparing for it. Like all those books I've been reading, <laughs> I'm going to read some fiction now. Yeah, I'm just going to yeah. let my mind not worry about like, actual information Yeah, and actually just move back into like, I haven't done stuff for Becky in a couple of weeks. So I need to get on that before she gets mad at me Yeah, and yeah. just work on other stuff, which is exciting. It's cool. So that's, What's been going on in my life and that time management workshop in LA, which driving to and from LA twice in like 48 hours was miserable. I, I learned that there's no way I would ever take a job in LA living here. Yeah. That would be terrible. Cause I drove both rush hours, the evening and the morning one. Yeah. And it, it literally took me two hours to get home from LA. Ugh, I, I don't know how people do it. Yeah. People just like, Oh, that's what it is. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, if uh, I don't, even, I don't even want to think about it. I would, <laughs> I would probably, I would, I would listen to more podcasts. That's for sure. But I don't think that's necessarily how I want to be yeah. spending my time. I can find other other ways to listen to podcasts. Could you take? So, the, could you have taken the train? That would have been. Yeah, it would have been ideal. Um, but you would have had to get to the place. And... Yeah, exactly. I wasn't a hundred percent sure if I could get. I don't know if you can get to the Getty by taking the train. And I didn't really investigate it that much. Yeah. Um, and then. Going to the airport, I could have taken the train, but I knew I was getting back so late Friday night, the trains wouldn't be running. So it was just easier for me to drive yeah. so I could take my take my car back. So yeah, that's it. Hopefully I don't have to get on a plane again for a while. So Cool. And what about what what's what's going on for you this summer? You don't need to go into detail, but you're 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 you mentioned that you're packing up and heading out of Claremont. Yeah, I mean I, I was originally kind of planning on, you know, visiting I'm like Florida and North Carolina for mm -hmm. a while. Then I decided, um, yeah, there's no reason for me to be here. So I'm going to go ahead and move out. Someone needed a room. Yeah. And I was like, let me take this opportunity to go ahead and move out. So yeah. now I'm, I'm moving. So you, And you're moving stuff into storage, basically? Storage, yeah. yeah. Storage. I like right. the idea of kind of uh, not really having a home home. Yeah. But then at the same time, like, you know, I need mail to be delivered and stuff <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that, you know. So I don't like that. Um there needs to be some sort of... You're, you're what's called a digital nomad. I like that. You can that. do your work from anywhere. I like that. There, there needs to be a service that clicks your mail, scans it all in, and uh, sends it to you. There is. Really? Yep. I don't remember what it's called, but I know it exists. There's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> nothing. Every, nothing idea, every idea has happened except for our TV show called Eric and his mustache. <laughs> That's the only new idea. Oh, man. How, how much would a service like that cost? Do you, uh, I don't remember. I remember looking into it at one point just because I like things like that. Yeah. I don't know. We, we'll, we'll find I'll, it. I'll look into that. We'll look it up. That's interesting. Yep. Um, but I think even then, you might still need to have... Because they have to pick it up from... No, no, no. Yeah, it gets mailed to them. But I think they need to be able to mail you like 
things that you actually need the paper copy yeah. of. So maybe you just give, I don't know, like an address back home That'd be or fine. But yeah. yeah, there's somebody to, because obviously you can't make that request to the post office. <laughs> Even yeah. though they do forward and stuff, but yeah. I wonder how many times can you forward. And- talk about archaic system. We're talking about moving paper across the country. Yeah. Man, this is old. Old school. Yeah, it's needed though. I know. It's needed, well, man. all right. How much of your mail that you get like actual physical mail is actually stuff that you need to get. I mean, I would say most is not. Yeah. But, yeah, most is not. I, I Last week, I tried to go online and research how to like, get off of these actual mailing lists. Like, yeah. you can get off an email mailing list by hitting unsubscribe, but there's no unsubscribe on this spam that I get in my actual mailbox. But I did find a couple of things where you could put yourself on a list. And yeah. Supposedly, I'll stop getting random credit card offers. I'm never, I'm never going to start a, open a credit card account through a random mailing. If any credit card li- companies are listening to this right now, don't send it to me. I do. Okay. Well, I, send I them to Eric. Well, send no, mine no, to no. Eric. I don't. I don't. I don't use the mailing though. I'll go to the website. I'll, yeah. It'll, it'll like let me know about the offer. Right. And then I'll like go to the website. I mean, yeah. yeah so I really don't need the paper, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. They can just send it through email. It's just, it's just, it's just mind boggling to me how much money and paper these companies use to send you mail that is just asinine yeah it's annoying yeah yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) um yeah i'm I'm just thinking it made me just think about i was thinking about this other day just the amount of waste and stuff we produce man Mm -hmm. that mail is obviously one and you know, I'm not necessarily i'm not really an environmentalist but i Mm -hmm. do think about it i I think about it to the point where it makes me anxious Mm -hmm. and like like, uh, not anxious, but worried. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, but at the same time, like helpless, like what can we do? Yeah. So a lot of people try to, you know, we recycle, we do all those things or whatever. But in the day, end of the day, when you think about just how much we consume and throw away, I, I can't remember exactly, but it was something like things that don't even need wrappers and paper, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, why have you ever been to a landfill, like inside a landfill. No, no. I, a long time ago, my dad used to do like environmental consulting work and it was like, bring your kid to work day. And I remember I came to work with him and he set up some sort of arrangement where I I got to go to a landfill and hang out with somebody who works there. And I remember we like drove around it and you, the sense of, uh, I don't know. If, it's hard to get a sense of the scale of the place just from the outside. And yeah. usually these places are huge, so they look huge from the outside. But once you're actually in it and see how much garbage is going into the ground, yeah. it w- was incredible. Yeah. Really incredible. It's like, and how do you combat that? Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's, um, what do we do? <laughs> Basically, here's what, I, here's what I'm learning from today. We are setting up a world for our ancestors, for our our progeny that includes AI that is going to take over the world and probably uh, treat us uh, like terrible little lesser life forms. And we are de- ruining our world with uh, pollution. <laughs> that's, that's what we've got under control. Yeah, that's what we're doing. It's unfortunate. You and I, let's change the world. See, it's be the change. Uh, me and you, we used to be the change we want to see in the world. Yeah, that's but all I'm, it takes. I'm so cynical, and I think, yeah, I'm like, oh no, I think it's nice. It's nice to say. It's nice to say. I even don't actually, even so, like, you know, takes. I'll get coffee and like, you know, I, you know, the sleeve. I was thinking about like this. Yeah. How many? Or even you know, when I was working at KLI, I would make coffee and put the sleeve on the coffee. I'm uh-huh. like, and I would recycle, but I'm like. I'm just going through it. Then I, I, at a certain time, I, I tried to like just save the sleeve and just reuse it. Uh-huh. But then I was like, this is what it has. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. If you think, it's kind of funny to think about it. Like, all right, I'm going to create this little bit of garbage because I don't want my hands to get hot. Yeah. I don't want my fingertips to yeah. get hot. We need to adapt to our hands. <laughs> I need to callous my hands enough. 
that my fingertips no longer feel heat. That, that's yeah. the secret. We need to evolve. That's what, yeah. that we don't to, to the point we don't need paper. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. Too bad we don't evolve a little bit quicker. How cool would it be if we did evolve quicker? Yeah. If if the evolutionary time scale was shorter, what would that what would that look like for us? We would have probably. All of our necks would probably get really weird because we spend our time looking at our phones. We would maybe develop eyes that see screens better or, like, aren't strained by screens, maybe. We'd lose our I mean, I'm, finally. I'm, maybe our appendices. Append- yeah, appendices appendix, yeah. appendix, appendixes. I mean, I'm completely ignoring all the actual mechanisms of evolution, including, like, actual fitness of survival. Um, but, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely we don't we wouldn't need tailbones anymore. We don't have yeah. tails. We don't have tails. What are those called? Coxals? No. Coxus. Coxus. I think it's your coxus. Isn't yeah. your yeah, that's your coxus. That's your butt. Yeah. And then your your xiphoid process is right here. Xiphoid process. I remember that from CPR. I, this is right here is your uh sub uh, suboptimal foramen. What? Suborbital foramen. No, no, your no, eyebrow? no, upper upper no, right. below is the suborbital foramen. I can't remember the top one. You have like little holes what? um in your skull, like uh-huh. here. Like here, where like, I think there's like, like a serious nerve there. I think there's like a blood vessel or something. Like I learned that, that from like Daredevil, because this guy was about to torture this guy, oh, yeah. and she was like, she was like, do it like right here. There's like some blah 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 nerve, and he's like stabbed in there, and the guy <laughs> screaming. That show is intense and awesome. Have you finished it? No. Oh, dude, man. What, what episode do you? Want? Uh five or six. Can we talk about Daredevil a bit? Not to give it sure. away, but. Well done. It is very well it's done. Well at this done. Point. It's a well done. It is. It is not a kids a superhero show. Um, have you met Wilson? How much uh, about Wilson, Wilson Fisk? Fisk do you he know? just uh, visited some violence with a car door upon oh, a guy. That that <laughs> was like ah. That I, was intense. I love Vincent D'Onofrio too, man. I, is that the actor who plays yeah, Wilson Fisk? Yeah. Or whatever. What's his name? Wilson Fisk. Uh, Wilson. I think Wilson Fisk. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, obviously, he is the bad guy in this show, but it's interesting that your first introduction to him is him trying to have like a like a civilized dinner with a lady that he likes. Yeah, and then yeah. at the end, by, by the end, he is, as I said, visiting violence upon an individual yeah. in, a, in a extreme way. Yeah. So I'm interested to see where else. That's the last episode I saw. I think. Yeah. I'm interested to see what where that goes. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So what what else do you like about that show? Um. I think the acting is well done. It's really, yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. I think they kind of just really built. A, I mean, they take the time to to build the characters. Build what you can do yeah. in a show differently than you would do in a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. And uh, I, I mean, yeah, the, the the Wilson the Wilson Fisk character, I just really like. Yeah, I, I also I also like the idea of. So obviously, Matt Murdock has he's blind. Yeah. So I like the idea of. His powers coming from a weakness as yeah. well, which is kind of interesting, which I don't know if all not, – not, definitely not all superheroes have that. And I wouldn't even say most don't have that. Yeah. So it's it's – but he obviously makes up for it with his sense of smell and hearing and everything else. But I, I like that idea uh, yeah. as well. I also like that they show him battered. I mean he's yeah. pretty beat up. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's he, like, he's like he, oh, gets, he doesn't he have punched. superpowers. Yeah. Like, you know? he, he doesn't have amazing healing powers or yeah. anything either. And everybody keeps talking about the fight scene in, in episode two mm. in the hallway and how just like that was like one of the best fight scenes anybody has seen in a yeah. long time because he's already injured going into the fight. Yeah. 
he gets the, the crap beat out of him during the fight, but yeah, it's just yeah. you get you, it's like there's like a palpable sense of exhaustion by the end of that. Yeah, because it's all one shot and there's no cuts. It's yeah. really well done. And, and the, the the sort of internal drive to push someone just to going past yeah their point of exhaustion breaking and yeah. exhaustion. Yeah, it's like what's that drive? You know, yeah. his drive is to do good. You know, yeah. so um, yeah, I mean, yeah, this yeah the. It just means a lot. And also, you know, um, now it doesn't seem how they're presenting, like, his vision and stuff. It doesn't seem so weird because you hear these stories, I mean, mm-hmm. these incidences um, where, you know, blind people are reporting that they use this sort of echolocation Oh, yeah. And they, stuff. They've, like, taught themselves echolocation. That is incredible as well. I've, I've, I think I heard maybe it was on some NPR show. Yeah, it's been on a bunch of, it's been on a bunch yeah. of different about things. about learning to do that, which is yeah. really cool. I think it was on Brain Games too. I think we talked about that on there. <laughs> um, that's why I was in my head. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, it is like I mean, obviously the dude's an amazing fighter. Yeah. So, yeah. But it is not. It's not. It's 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 the going again going into the era of uh, sort of as realistic as you can make superhero type of right. genre like Batman. I think Batman be- begins sort of started off like that. There is nothing believable about Batman. Uh, just a regular dude, a regular dude with money to buy things. You know what I'm with, saying? I, I guess so. Yeah. You know? The stuff that he buys, though. I, even I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. There are there are parts of Batman that made me think like, yeah, this is just a dude. And then other parts, I'm like, he is more than just a dude. I think Batman and Daredevil are very similar. I mean, obviously, he doesn't have that deficit. Whatever. Daredevil doesn't even have a suit yet. <laughs> <laughs> he's just wearing he's wearing like a, like pantyhose over his head. <laughs> I like that too. They just, they, they just start with that the whole time. Yeah, oh, and I, I get that Batman doesn't have superpowers, but the stuff that he's able to buy is almost like superpowers. Not all of it. Not all of it. The Batmobile. It's just a vehicle. Oh, it's, it's more clunky, than just a vehicle. It's a clunky vehicle. What about that that helicopter thing that he drove around? It's not Iron Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, yeah, you know, fine. where we have tiny missiles put in <laughs> put into yeah. the suit. jetpacks. Yeah, you know, like gravity still affects Batman. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah, no, I, I, I get, yeah. I get that. He, well, we can both agree he's no Superman, which is just a joke of a superhero. You agree? Yes. I, it's just I, not, I, I agree, are you man. kidding me? People love Superman. No, that's like the American thing. Oh, it's so Superman. dumb. Yeah, it's so I, dumb. I'm okay. not a fan of Superman. You're not a super. He's not bad, but it's not. He, well, he, there's like there's no sense of danger there for me when I'm watching Superman do things. I'm like, I don't get any sense of like, oh, he, he's not going to get through this. Uh. Yeah. Unless there's kryptonite involved, he's fine. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm kind of excited about Superman versus Batman yeah. or Batman versus Superman because you know Batman holds on to that kryptonite. So. <laughs> you got a whole yeah. stockpile you of it? You know he's got some kryptonite. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, he doesn't have a shot. Oh, you know he's got kryptonite. All right. Yeah. But right. Batman knows how to kill every superhero. He's prepared. <laughs> okay. Just in case some, some things go down. His secret weapon is Alfred. Yeah, uh, Alfred Pinningworthy or something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we're at an hour in. All right. So I think it's a good time for us to stop. I think it is. It's been, it's been a good talking to you. Yeah. We do, I do want to say our our uh, timing of releasing these <laughs> it's has all been scattered. But Womper Jod. we will be bringing episodes uh, to you. Um, yes. So even even while Eric is digital nomading all across the world, yeah. we will continue recording via Skype yeah. and getting them out once a week. Yeah. So 
Yeah, oh, oh, all right. So let me not go. <laughs> we, we maybe we need to do some logistics figuring yeah, yeah, out yeah. off the air. I want to do some. Yeah. Okay, we'll figure it out. All right. Um, so if you want the uh, the show notes of this episode, which will have links to Brain Games, and I'll probably put a, a link to that the fight in Daredevil season one episode two <clears throat> in there. Uh, you can find them at thefiledrawer.audio backslash episodes backslash two seven. And until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.